everybody. Jonathan Dorr with you once again. Welcome aboard to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. Hope you're doing well wherever you are in the great big adventure of Catholic education. It has never been, or possibly never been, more important to have great Catholic teachers doing what you guys are doing every single day. Uh, this podcast is being recorded as the US election is still being worked out but uh, wherever you come down on uh, on the political side of things it's just I don't know whether it's the nature of our technology but it just seems like this the, the turmoil in the world the the um, tension and rage just seems to be everywhere I think it's probably got a lot to do with the technology but uh, you know in the past there'd be reporting and journalism and uh, newspapers would get printed but it could take a while for that information to get out but now it's just so real time isn't it and uh, look that's kind of what I want to talk about today definitely not the election Uh, in my other podcast I said uh, fastest way to lose half your audience is to uh, talk about elections today we're talking about uh, something that's I think really important for Catholic education, something I'm quite passionate about. I, I've felt this for many years and uh, reading something today and trusting in prayer that the Holy Spirit is um, you know, giving me useful promptings to, to share some ideas with you guys. I, wanna, I came across an article called uh, Amusing Ourselves to Death, Revisiting the Prophetic Work of Neil Postman. So don't stress, I'm going to make this relevant to Catholic education and the work that you're doing in the classroom each day. Now, if you're not familiar with Neil Postman, uh, very famous professor of communications at New York University. So he wrote something about 35 years ago. A very famous piece called Amusing Ourselves to Death, Public Discourse in the Age of Show Business. Now, what this really boiled down to was kind of the idea that a lot of our public discourse, our public communication, political communication, was trending towards being evaluated in terms of its entertainment value. So rather than engaging with deep and complex ideas, it was a culture that was increasingly looking to be entertained. And this would go back, you know, if you look at the end of the Second World War, of course, you have a lot of people coming home, you have a booming economy, you have people buying consumer goods for the first time, televisions coming into the homes. And of course, uh, you know, people are competing for market share. And uh, television entertainment became a big thing. Now, Postman was pointing to the fact that these new media forms, these new methods and modes of communication, are not sort of neutral. They're anything but neutral. And I'm not saying let's burn books and unplug our televisions necessarily, but he makes the point that when you have to compete for eyeballs, when you have to kind of compete for public attention then you begin to present ideas and news as a form of entertainment. And Postman, 35 years ago, Neil Postman, realized this was going to be enormously problematic for culture because truth would be one of the first things to take a big hit. So what's this got to do with you? Well, firstly, Catholic teachers are totally in the business of truth. That is a pretty politically incorrect thing to say these days, but part of, I guess, what's on my heart is to reaffirm and encourage you to step back into this incredible role that you actually have. We're not coaches, we may be part of our work, but we're not just um, mentors that stand alongside our students and cheer along with whatever they find interesting. We're really presenting truth. Why? Because we're presenting a person who is the truth. 
So really, to be a great Catholic educator is to be somebody deeply on the side of what is true. I mean, remember the words of Jesus where he said, All who are on the side of truth, listen to my voice. You know, Jesus didn't say that the truth was a, you know, politically contentious ideal. He said that he was the truth. So as we interpret reality with and for our students, we're doing that through the lens of truth. And the reason I think this article is important is because it's reminding us that uh, the students that we're teaching have been born into a culture where ideas around truth and the destiny and the essence of what it means to be a human person have been profoundly fragmented. I think yesterday I talked about the tribal nature of that, how people are being reduced into all sorts of tribes and groupings, which creates enormous tension in culture. And as I said yesterday, one of the great beauties of Christianity was that it unified people and the fundamental identity of people became son or daughter of God. So now let's talk a little bit about Postman's thing and we'll wrap up. Uh, the article's written by Casey Chalk, and I just emailed him to see if we can get him on the podcast for a longer discussion, because uh, he says this, this is from Casey Chalk, and he's quoting part of Neil Postman He here talking about these technologies that began to reshape culture in terms of entertainment. He says, these technologies are far from neutral. They are, rather, equipped with a program for social change. That's from Neil Postman. And then Casey Chalk says, Postman cites research conducted in the 1980s that proved that virtual learning via television was inferior to learning from reading and person-to-person teaching. Look, I think this is really important. I've believed in this for really a few decades now. I think there's a pretty strong case that what we learn from computer screens, tablets, and handheld devices is fundamentally assimilated by us as people in an inferior way to wrestling with the printed page. You see, when you read, you know, the great Greek philosophers, or when you read St. Augustine, it's work. You know, recently I bought um, Plutarch's Roman Lives, and I'm a, uh, Jonathan's not like the other children, and I remember, you know, for weeks I would, you know, go to sleep each night reading another one of Plutarch's Roman lives and you work through that really slowly and I wonder if what's happened in a lot of our schools is we've become captive to this juggernaut around media and technology that we're not allowing or encouraging our students or maybe even modeling ourselves the kind of deep work and patience required to develop you know wisdom insight you know the idea that we shouldn't memorize anything you know, my eight-year-old, my nine-year-old daughter, she's like obsessed with Roman numerals. She wants me to teach her. She wants to learn the Roman numerals. So I like this idea. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I want to really encourage you to not be afraid to go back to doing some of that deep work with your students of deep person-to-person teaching. Can I be honest with you? Look, we're struggling with some of our kids' schooling and we're looking to make some really big changes because... So much of it now is teaching on autopilot. You know, my daughter, who's in high school, she's recently been asked to watch this, uh, you know, this documentary, 2040. Some of you will be familiar with it. Um, it has more holes in a Swiss cheese factory. But the company that's pushing it provides 
you know, a huge amount of done-for-you worksheets and support materials. Now, that's not necessarily problematic, but I think it highlights a trend where teachers are so time-poor and exhausted, and there's so much coming at them, so many expectations, that there's a vulnerability there where it's easy to walk into a room, put on a video, download some worksheets, and hey, presto, that's done. You know, I think we can all be honest with each other and say that, you know, what Casey Chalk and Neil Postman are talking about here is something that we all know is much richer, which is deep teaching, right? Which is really deep teaching, which is taking the time to really unpack ideas, listen to students' perspectives, uh, you know, probe their thinking, challenge their thinking, help them begin to think logically, encourage them to read deeply. These things aren't easy. And it's on my heart to say that you know, you can hear me saying this and go, yeah, well, sure, Jonathan, that's lovely. It's nice for you to sit there and, and say that. But you know what it's like in the classroom? And yeah, you know, I was obviously I was teaching before. And it is really difficult, but it's not impossible. And the way that we do it, as I say in seminars, is this deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper abandonment to the Holy Spirit who gives us the promptings and the directions and the capacity to do what we struggle to do in our own strength. Okay, last couple of things here. Now, he said here that um, the last thing I want to say, he, this is Casey Chalk talking about Neil Postman. He says, he unequivocally condemned education that mimics entertainment and urged a return to learning that is hierarchical, meaning that it gives students first a foundation of essential knowledge before teaching critical thinking. So I like that idea. He unequivocally condemned education that mimics entertainment. Have you ever felt in that trap that uh, our job as educators is to entertain our students? And you can see how this all comes together. If they're born into a culture where you know the entertainment is maximized, where the, the most important thing is distraction and entertainment, then it's hard. I've been coaching a soccer team lately for one of my kids, and um, I hope they never listen to this, but... It's been striking to notice the problems that this next generation of kids are having with attention. And I know you're seeing this every day. It's quite extraordinary. From when I was teaching a few years ago to now, it's like really fascinating to notice this extraordinary shift in concentration. But, you know, he says here, unequivocally condemned education that mimics entertainment. So all I want to say to you in this episode is do not be afraid to become a teacher again. Do not be afraid to be a wisdom figure again. I remember for years hearing principals and people say things like, you know, our job isn't to be the sage on the stage. You know, why not? Why not? Why not be the sage on the stage? I mean, you're older, you've done more life, you've studied more. Maybe you are a bit of a wisdom figure. Maybe you do have some great insight because they're, they're children. And maybe part of the problem in our culture is blurring the lines between adults and children. I mean, it doesn't mean we don't, you know, treat young people, of course, with the dignity and respect of children of God, but it, it also doesn't mean we have to pretend that everybody's exactly the same at the same point of spiritual, emotional, intellectual development. You're the adult and you have so much to offer. You've been through so much of life. You've learned a lot. You've read a lot. You've watched great movies. You've listened to great music. I can remember doing a lesson once where I played um, Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture, you know, the one where they play with the actual, they fire the real cannons. I had a whole group of eighth grade students and they're just like, this is sick. That was sick, sir. 
Hectic. So don't be afraid to do that. All right. We'll see if we can get Casey Chalk on the on the show for a discussion about tech and young people. But I just want to encourage you. Get back in there. Do not be afraid to go deep, to encourage them to stillness and reading and learning and pushing them to become all that they can become. All right, friends. God bless you. I hope that's useful. If you have some thoughts on it, um, throw something in the comments box. Uh, email me if you want to, Jonathan at onecatholicteacher.com. If you're not, if you're hearing this and you are not getting the daily email, because uh, I just send the episode out in a daily email, uh, just email me, Jonathan at onecatholicteacher.com. And of course, everything else is on that website, onecatholicteacher.com. Go to the resources page, please, and make sure that you grab a free trial of the Going Deeper resources there. My books are there, onecatholicteacher.com. Hit the resources tab. Uh, Please make sure you've subscribed. Please share this with a few friends. The more great Catholic teachers like you listening to this on a daily basis, the better. Uh, If you would like me to interview somebody that you think is a great Catholic educator that really embodies what we're on about here, then let me know and I'll, uh, I'll follow that up. So God bless your friends. Praying for you all. My name's Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and I'll have another message for you tomorrow.